If you're going to self-manage your rental properties, you know I'm a big fan of finding that proper tool to get the job done. Well, we want to tell you about RentReady. RentReady is a really awesome property management software that allows you to manage your business from your computer or phone. Collect rent online and get paid. Find that perfect tenant with their screening and listing services and get your leases signed with the click of a button. And tenants really love using RentReady's app too. They can pay rent using card, ACH, or cash, set up auto pay, get renter's insurance if you require it, and even build their credit score through RentReady's new credit reporting feature. Did we also mention that RentReady is unlimited and all of this is flat priced? No tricks or hidden fees. RentReady is designed for people to manage their own properties so you don't have to worry about paying more for building your business. You can start managing and scaling your rental properties without scaling costs. And RentReady has given us an amazing deal to pass on to the REI Mastermind Network. You can get RentReady's annual plan for only $54 at RentReady.com when you use our special code MASTERMIND. That's RentReady.com, R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com with code MASTERMIND, M-A-S-T-E-R. M-I-N-D at RentReady.com to get RentReady's annual plan for only $54. You are listening to the REI Mastermind Podcast. Join J.D. as he chats with industry-leading real estate experts and professionals. We learn from their experience and uncover the strategies to their success that we can implement into our own businesses and we can drive immediate results today. They share their experience and wisdom as we build the foundation to our own success. This is the REI Mastermind Network. Well, we have Todd Miller on the podcast this week, and Todd recently released a book called Enrich, right? Um, I, I know that there, it, it's a longer title than that. <laughs> in, in, Enrich captures it. Uh, nice to speak with you, Jack. Uh, the, the subtitle is create wealth in time, money, and meaning. And that really does capture the essence of the book and the benefit yeah. it offers to readers. Right. You know, when, when uh, you're, the people that were booking you on our show reached out um, and uh, asked about you being on the show, it, 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 the title really s- stuck with me because what I think we see a lot of when it comes to book releases, it's all about the money. But what I really liked about yours is that it was, you added that time element in there. And I think that's what we're really actually driving for. Bingo. I mean, really, there are two currencies in life. Money gets most of the attention. But for many people who have achieved a measure of success, ultimately, the best measure of success is their ability to control their time. Mm-hmm. And so I think recognizing and harnessing the value of time and spending that, that time in a deliberate way, that really does enrich life. Mm-hmm. And of course, everyone strives for meaning, for purpose, and to be able to focus on what's most essential. I think what makes this book different from other books in the self-enrichment category Mm-hmm. is that for professionals, life is complex, it's complicated, there are a number of moving parts, and Enrich provides a framework to try to thread the professional with the personal 
and the financial. Mm-hmm. And it's that integrated and holistic approach which tends to resonate with the readers who benefit from this content. Right. You know, uh, before we go too much further into this, I always want to make sure that uh, we give everybody your contact information and where they can find more information about you right off the bat. So first of all, I know you're very uh, prominent on LinkedIn. Uh, In fact, uh, you you post there quite often. So you can always find Todd Miller on LinkedIn. Unfortunately, you have a pretty common name. So um, if everybody goes to to our show notes, I'll have a direct link there. But I think might be a better uh, area is enrich101.com where you can collect more and get more information regarding Todd's book and a number of resources. And there's quite a few blog posts and a few other things there for people to uh, get some information there for free. But what I think what we're going to do is release this uh, on or about the time you release your book. So people, if you really want to take advantage of some of these insights I can't stress this enough. You can't really beat the price that first week of the release, can you, Todd? It's less than a dollar. And, less um, than a buck. and I would like to say that's a really good investment. Yeah, I, I, you, can't, you can't beat that. So definitely check out the uh, links in the show notes. We'll have the links to the book directly and a few other things. Um, with that being said, could we start at the beginning of where all of this started? Because I know you had uh, a career in entertainment and, and frankly, it, you, you kind of experienced a bit of burnout, didn't you? Yeah. So I am an entertainment industry veteran. Most of my time was working for a major Hollywood studio. Um, very sexy job, very cool industry. But the thing that I learned about working in the entertainment business is, as a career, it's not so entertaining. Mm -hmm. And Hollywood is like many other industries. And I became disillusioned over time, Mm -hmm. certainly disconnected with with how I was spending my day and how I wished that I could spend my, my day. And I was also very fortunate early in my time with the Hollywood studio to learn some very important life lessons. And that really uh, started my obsession with issues of work and life and how to optimize both. And so I've been a student of best practice research Mm -hmm. around the world on Mm -hmm. the latest thinking on how to get the most out of life not just mm-hmm. out of work. And it's that research that led to my providing all kinds of advice to many of my professional friends who struggled with the same issues. And that advice led to this book. And so the development of Enrich has spanned uh, more than two decades mm-hmm. um, as I formulated these ideas. Yeah. You know, one of the things that uh, uh, I received regarding your book and, and, you know, I specifically called out the word burnout. I think there's a, that that's actually, unfortunately, an ongoing trend in our society. I mean, we, we either burn out or we actually hate the job we're in. Can you talk a little bit about how to possibly, well, first of all, not burn out or create the job that you can enjoy? Sure. I, I, so 
my approach about career and boosting career satisfaction mm-hmm. is to do something which they certainly don't teach you in business school, and that is to take money out of the equation at work. Mm-hmm. The reason why so many people experience burnout uh, or dissatisfaction is because they go to work focusing mainly on the money. Mm-hmm. And so if you take money out of the equation, and if you focus on and make career decisions on the job content, on the impact of, of your work, on the personal growth that you get, on the intangible benefits of work, such as intellectual stimulation, such as social interaction. Mm -hmm. And if you focus on the value add that you can have on work, meaning if you focus on everything but the money, Mm -hmm. that will allow you to make better career decisions. And at the same time, the money always reliably follows, Mm -hmm. especially if you focus on value add. But the trap that many professionals fall in, and I was once guilty of this as well, mm-hmm. is I made a career decision based entirely on the money, and I was miserable as a result of that. Mm-hmm. And so the best approach is to focus on everything other than the money right. and make career decisions on that basis. Yeah, that, that's that's a really good point. So when you say um, the money will follow, is is that typically because you know is it a mindset thing or is it a is it an education thing or experience thing? How does how does I, I know this is kind of a very uh, vague question, but how does that happen? Like how does the money? Well, follow it happens because th- think of it from the company's perspective. Mm-hmm. Companies value and compensate based on the value add that employees deliver. Mm-hmm. If you're focused on all these qualitative aspects of work, right. then by definition, your value add is most likely going to be at a high level. Mm-hmm. And so when you're performing at a high level, when you're engaged at a high level, in most cases, you're creating value to the organization. And most companies, they reward that. Right. And so that's why the money reliably follows. Sure. Would you say that that then, you know, you're, you're basically um, not following the money in your career? Um, is that part of reclaiming some of that time you, you're talking about? It is, but it's also the bigger part is because work accounts for so much of our time and so much of our life. If we're miserable at work, even if everything else in the life rocks, it's hard to keep that from polluting everything else. Mm. And so part of achieving life satisfaction is to make sure that the biggest component of life, which is work, that that's at least neutral, if not rocking as, as well. And so it requires, it, re- it requires some counterintuitive approaches. Mm-hmm. And uh, many people, uh, and I've seen this very much so among my business school friends, um, they go to the job offer that pays the most. 
-hmm. but that actually may not be the best opportunity. And so it requires some discipline uh, and it requires some lateral thinking to be able to uh, not be tempted just by the paycheck uh, and to focus on all these qualitative aspects. Are there some exercises? Like, let's say somebody is in that situation uh, where they're making a, a career change or decision or taking a new job. Are there strategies or exercises that they can maybe go through to help them make the decision in, in the way you're framing it? Sure. And in, in my book, I have 11 what I call take action exercises. Uh, mm-hmm. Some are more involved than others. but Collectively, all these exercises help the reader implement these ideas into their daily life. Mm -hmm. But to your specific question about taking money out of the equation, I think there's a very simple litmus test. You can ask yourself, are you willing to take a 20% pay cut in the job that you have now? Mm -hmm. And if you're unwilling to sacrifice 20%, then that's a really good indication that your primary focus on that role is the financial, mm-hmm. which means that you either need to spend more time appreciating the non-financial mm-hmm. perks of the job, or perhaps you need to reevaluate the job itself. Right. So, you know, we're going to change the subject just slightly. You know, we're we're talking about not driving your business decision or your career life based on the money. Um, Can you talk a little bit about, it's always kind of amazing to me, uh, people that can establish the meaning behind what they're doing and the meaning associated with with their career, you know, or the finding their place in this world, if you will. Are there, can you talk a little bit not only about the importance of establishing that and in, 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 in making that part of your mindset, but other strategies associated, or maybe there's other litmus tests that somebody can apply for that as well? Yeah, so... I think one of the major themes of Enrich is the concept of living intentionally. Mm -hmm. And what that means is that many people, they drift through the day, they drift through the month, they drift through the years. Mm -hmm. And I think that people who are very successful, both professionally and personally, mm-hmm. have a point to their day, a point to their month. They are focused on what they want to accomplish, what they want to create, what they want to experience. And so the, the best thing that any person can do is to uh, try to adopt intentionality about all of your expenditures of time. Mm -hmm. And so what that means on a practical level is when you get up in the morning, fast forward, think about 
how you will finish your day. And as you roll into bed, think about what will it take to make this day a great day? Not an average day, but a great day. What can you experience? What can you accomplish? What can you do? And once you understand what will constitute a great day, mm-hmm. then deliberately go about and create it. But many people don't, don't appreciate and don't actively work toward mm-hmm. what will truly enrich their, their lives. And so it's a very, very simple mindset shift. But this simple shift in trying to live intentionally creates profound benefit in not only satisfaction levels, but also in providing that meaning Mm -hmm. that we all yearn for. Because if you're intentionally trying to achieve or experience something, then that by definition gives you meaning. Mm -hmm. That, that is really intriguing. You know, the, um, I think we spend so much time setting goals to acquire the next thing versus what you're essentially saying is, is uh, setting those individual goals on a daily ba- basis to drive meaning and purpose and enrich your day. I mean, it's, yes. it, is, it is a big, it is, you say it's a, it's a small change, but I, I think that's a pretty, pretty uh, interesting, you know, especially in our society. I mean, it's a very, we're a society of want. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and it's, and it's okay to want. It's better to aspire. Mm-hmm. You know, the only clarification that, that I can say is that this, this intentionality should of course apply to every day, mm-hmm. but I think for it to really work, it should be done for larger life spans or, or time horizons as, as well. Mm-hmm. And so one of the central tools of Enrich is a notion of a life plan. Mm-hmm. And that is really thinking 10 to 20 years ahead in terms of trying to visualize the life that you aspire to. Mm-hmm. And once you define that, and define that specifically in terms of where you are, who you're with, what you're doing, how you're financing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Once you define all that, then it's going about to intentionally try to achieve it. Mm-hmm. And that's really something that I stumbled on many, many years ago. And I was in my mid-20s. I was working for a Hollywood studio. I was on a fast-track career. Mm-hmm. Life was great. And I found myself in the middle of the night in the Dubai airport awaiting a connecting flight. And, I, and even though everything was going great in my life, I felt directionless. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, what next? And so I rummaged through my backpack. I found a little piece of paper and a pen, and I sketched out what I wanted to achieve and accomplish. 10 years. Mm -hmm. And that became the basis for my first life plan. And those were ambitious targets back then. I mean, they Mm -hmm. involved, you know, both professional goals and financial goals and, 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 and very, very ambitious targets. Mm -hmm. And 
uh, and about half the time um, of, of my expectation, I easily surpassed all those goals because once I had gone through the thought process to articulate those goals, I then just acted with so much more intention toward trying to actualize those goals. Mm-hmm. And the process, it really does work. Sure. So if you like what you're hearing with Todd, I want to remind everybody to make sure they go to enrich101.com. Check out some of that information there, but definitely grab his book because uh, like you said, Todd, I I think the price alone is worth the investment. And if you get even a fraction of what we're talking about here out of that book, I mean, I think it's, it's well worth that investment, not only in the, in the few dollars that in my, the book might be, but in your time. Um, let's change the conversation a little bit because I think, you know, uh, a lot of us are always seeking, you know, part of that life goal would be retirement. And, and some of us, you know, you're talking to a real estate investing podcast now. We want, we want a comfortable retirement. Unfortunately, our environment and society, most of the population is going to struggle to hit that goal. Yes. Um, and that's the sad state of affairs. What do, you, what do you think regarding strategies and mindset that needs to change for people to achieve that type of goal? Well, one of the major benefits of Enrich is creating financial security mm. and recognizing that you urgently need financial security is perhaps the hardest part Mm -hmm. because many people, and I was guilty of this for many years, many people equate a comfortable paycheck with financial security, Mm -hmm. but there's no job security anymore. And so therefore to equate financial security with job security and the paycheck is extremely risky. And uh, for, I would say, for much of my career, I never even thought about creating financial security because I didn't have to, because mm-hmm. I was being paid rather well in a, in a reputable and, and, and very large company. And, uh, and I thought, wow, you know, th- this is endless. Um, I also thought I was doing everything right financially, mm-hmm. and it was a shock when that paycheck ended, and I and I realized very painfully slow so that even though I had a strong personal balance sheet, I didn't have any independent cash flow, mm-hmm. and that was a very dangerous situation. And so, I after that realization. I took very decisive corrective action. And so I fast-tracked my financial security. Mm -hmm. And I did that in less than five years, uh, largely through a real estate strategy. Sure. Can you talk a little bit about your real estate strategy then? Like what what did you focus on? Because we all know that uh, with real estate especially, we are a bunch of squirrels. I mean, it's... it's, uh, we always seem to be chasing the, the shiny object um, when, it, when it comes to real estate investing. Could you talk a little bit about 
not only defining what your investment strategy might be, but what you focused on to achieve that in such a short amount of time. I mean, five years, that's, that's a breakneck speed. Yes. Yes. Well, look, it's all about intentionality. Hmm. I recognized a problem and I used all my resources to solve the problem as quickly as I could. And so my, my goal in investing is to create cash flow Mm -hmm. and that cash flow for me, it needs to be passive. It needs to be recurring. It needs to be predictable. It needs to be tax efficient and the cash flows need to be diversified. Mm -hmm. And so those are the criteria that I use in terms of helping to assess uh, potential investments. And uh, real estate, uh, for all the reasons that we know, it, it best satisfies those mm-hmm. criteria. And so I actually have a multi-pronged approach to my real estate investing. But it starts with demographics basic marketing and because I value passivity, I want to appeal to tenants who are reliable, who will take care of my properties, who have reputable and stable jobs. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, what kind of property will appeal to that kind of tenant? Mm And as a result of that, I've focused my my direct real estate investing on very solid, middle-class, single-family homes. Mm -hmm. And these are nice homes. And one of the litmus tests that I use is uh, for every property that I acquire, I ask myself, would I be willing to live here? Mm -hmm. And if I would be unwilling to live in a certain property, then highly likely many other people would come out of this the same way. And so by applying that standard, you know, I've created a very high quality portfolio. Mm -hmm. And in terms of maximizing yield or maximizing cash on cash returns, this may not be the most lucrative but over time, it's stable tenants, reliable tenants, and over time, I found that this is the strategy that best works for me, and uh, and so I've been investing in real estate now for over a decade, or mm-hmm. um, almost a decade, um, because I am based in Asia. I have complete geographic flexibility. So I've chosen two areas in the United States to create some specialization and some economies of scale. Um, Both of these locations have uh, very long histories of population and job growth. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're desirable places to live. Um, And so particularly at this moment, when people are rethinking where they want to live, mm-hmm. where they can have some space and some quality of life. That's always been part of my criteria 
in determining these these locations. So I've amassed a modest single-family home portfolio uh, in two locations, one in Southern California, the other in Kentucky. Uh, and in addition to these direct investments, I also do private equity real estate investing, mostly multifamily. Mm-hmm. I do private debt. And on top of all that, I also invest in capital markets just for further diversification and liquidity. Um, but the bulk of my activity and the bulk of my focus really is through these, these real estate investments. And I have such a diverse portfolio now that mm-hmm. it creates for me um, this predictable, passive, recurring, and tax advantage cash flow that allowed me to retire at an earlyish age uh, and hang out at the beach, and that's how I spend my my time now. Right. Now, this is interesting, especially now you, you're in Thailand, right? Um, yes. What What does that long distance investing look like to you? I mean, how do you manage these properties? How do you find these properties? Now I'm going to get a little nerdy on you when it comes to that type. Uh, sure. <laughs> sure. So. I've, I've lived and worked in Asia for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And so as I was building up this American port, portfolio, I did so on a long-distance basis. Um, certainly, every trip that I would, have in the, I would have to the States, either for work or for pleasure, I turned into a shopping trip. Mm-hmm. And I was determined to not leave the country until I, I had a house under contract. And mm-hmm. so house by house, brick by brick, I amassed this portfolio. Now, because I've created very trusted and proven support systems uh, in both of the target geographies that I've invested, that I have uh, an ecosystem of property managers, of realtors, of insurance specialists. Uh, and so I'm now able to do this uh, investing activity on a long-distance basis. And so literally as we speak, I am about to make an offer on a property in California, in Kentucky, I did a walkthrough with both my agent and the property manager last night, my time, um, and I've done the homework. And so, and because we're so focused on the kinds of properties that I uh, will invest, because again, for me, the starting point is the demographics. Mm-hmm. Who will rent the property? Who do I want to rent the property? Right. And so, for that, I have very clear criteria going into the process. And it's amazing what you can accomplish on a virtual basis. And so I've discovered that I don't have to physically now be in a location to be able to make informed uh, decisions about where and what and whether to invest. Mm-hmm. So you'll have to forgive me here. I'm kind of feverishly writing some things down. What I, sure. what I think what I think is is really interesting, and you're the first person that I've run into to have such a focus, and it's and it's permeated throughout every aspect of your life to the point it's even impacts your investing. 
it's that focus on look making sure you have the end in mind you have absolutely you have the end in mind regarding who you want to rent to before you look at the property you're going to buy for that investment you have a focus on the demographics you have a focus on what you actually want from your life before you accept a job or you i mean everything is focused on the end like what the goal is versus yeah it it's simple it's engineering in reverse exactly you know you start where you want to end up and then work backwards to connect the present with where you want to be and i've certainly in my career in my life in my real estate investing that's that's exactly the approach that i take and so it just involves a little bit of uh, thought process mm-hmm. up front to determine and to articulate what's most important. Right. And but certainly in my real estate investing, you know, the goal for me are these quality cash flows. Mm-hmm. And I will look at I look at many different kinds of investments. And, um, you know, I probably, I probably looked at, uh, almost a dozen non-real estate investments mm-hmm. over the past four or five months. Right. And I've passed on almost everything because they do not satisfy the cash flow criteria that I set out. Mm-hmm. And so once you know, what's most important and that then can become a filter for helping you to make decisions, Mm -hmm. whether those are investment decisions or whether those are life decisions. But if you don't know what's most important, then it's very easy to get confused Mm -hmm. and to struggle with decision-making. Yeah. You know, we, we spend quite a bit of time on this show and, and um, you know, I've heard about a lot of other people, the importance of taking action. Even if it's imperfect action, you just take that action. What I think a lot of people are missing is what you're bringing up here is establishing that end goal, like what you're trying to accomplish and like every aspect that you've been talking about here so that you have something, you have a target. I mean, there's... Yes. We have uh, a lot of people just kind of go with it and they kind of hope that they're going to land where they kind of want to <laughs> land. You know, it's not a, it's not a planned out process as much as people would, that I would like yeah. to see. So, you know, the definition of, of a fantasy is aspiration without the hard work. Mm-hmm. And clearly I, I don't believe in that. Um, g- goal setting Goal achievement, intentionality, these are major themes of Enrich. I must say that I interviewed uh, really world-class experts on this topic, and I've synthesized this goal-setting, goal achievement process into a two-step process. Mm -hmm. First is to visualize and think about the end. But equally crucial is to incrementalize 
And what I mean by that is you can think of an end goal, but the distance to travel from where you are now Mm -hmm. to where you want to go may be long and it may be arduous. And that can be very intimidating for a lot of people who who are so discouraged from taking that first step because the journey is a perceived long one. Mm-hmm. And, and so one of the most important principles of goal achievement is to break down any doable or to, to, to break down any large goal into smaller, doable, bite-sized chunks, and then to take baby steps toward mm-hmm. those chunks. And so I'll, I'll give you a great example of that. One of the persons that I interviewed for Enrich mm-hmm. is Annabelle Bond, and she uh, has established multiple world records, mm-hmm. uh, including the fastest woman to conquer the seven summits, which are the highest peaks on all seven continents um, in the world. And when she was climbing Mount Everest, which was her first of the seven summits, even on summit day, even on her very last climbing day, she did not wake up in the morning and think, my goal is to be on the top of Mount Everest. Mm -hmm. She broke down that day into four increments. And she focused entirely on the increment that was in front of her until ultimately later that day, she stood atop Mount Everest. Mm -hmm. And her reasoning is if she didn't make it to the Hillary step or if she didn't make it to the balcony, then she can forget about Everest anyway. Mm -hmm. She can forget about the summit. And so this notion of visualizing is important, but incrementalizing a goal to focus on just what you immediately have to do Mm -hmm. that will help get you closer to where you want to be. That is possibly the secret sauce to all this. Yeah. I, I kind of warned you that we were probably going to uh, have a longer conversation than what I warned you about at, at the beginning, and, it, and it's turned into that. Um, uh, I, I really appreciate your time here, and, and uh, I, this, this has really been an eye-opening thing for me, like personally. Well, that's great. I, I, re- I really appreciate this. Um, I can't stress enough of people making sure that they check out your website, that enrich101.com check out your book. Um, I, there's, if, if people didn't get some value out of this episode, I, I, I would wonder, like, I, I, I mean, this, this has been absolutely wonderful. Um, and, uh, the book is called enrich create wealth in time, money, and meaning. I usually take a moment and kind of summarize some takeaways from the show, but I think your book title there kind of says it all, especially in the way uh, we've been we've been chatting about things. Uh, I just really appreciate your time here today and and 
I'm going to, you know, in the time we have remaining, is there anything else that we, you know, did you wanted us to cover that we might maybe, maybe should have? Um, well, so one of, one of the recurring themes I, I, I haven't enriched is what will make life delicious. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, when we think about what we want out of life, not just our careers, but our, uh, our personal aspects, our financial aspects, you know, that we often settle for the bland when, in fact, we could have the delicious. Mm-hmm. And so the enriched process is a way to help make life delicious. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of that flavoring, part of that enriching is understanding really what are the drivers for a successful life. Because most of the people that I interviewed for this book, and I interviewed scores of professionals around the world, mm-hmm. you know, these are extremely accomplished people in a number of industries, um, and they've achieved uh, just, you know, very material professional success. But almost without fail, people realize at some point that they're more ambitious than just wanting professional success. Mm-hmm. And what really matters is not career, but life success. And so when we think about our lives and think about how we choose to live our lives, you know, it, 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 it's asking the big questions, what will make my life successful mm-hmm. and how can I enrich it? That is a great starting point. And when I was struggling with these work-life issues uh, more than two decades ago as a Hollywood executive, um, those were essentially the issues that I struggled with, mm-hmm. which is um, I want more than just a great career. I want a delicious life. How to create that? What does that mean anyway? And so I've spent uh, uh, much of my adulthood probing and, and, and testing and researching these issues. And I've tried to distill this uh, in a way that synthesizes into an actionable approach mm-hmm. and a replicable formula, which uh, most professionals can incorporate. And the whole idea behind Enrich is to not just focus on the financial, to not just focus on the professional, um, but to focus also on the personal. And to thread and optimize all this. And that takes a lot of work. I mean, Mm -hmm. let's be honest. It takes a lot of work. But isn't a delicious life worth it? Yeah. You know, we talk time and time again about the importance of securing our retirement and making making those proper investments. Yes. But uh, um, what you're really talking about is taking some of that time 
that we're selling to an employer, taking a little of that time and planning it out for yourself, investing in yourself in that way. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's very important. Absolutely. And what I discovered is that financial security is foundational. It by no means is the end goal. Mm-hmm. But with financial security, that creates optionality. And ultimately, that's what we all want, which mm-hmm. is the ability to work and to live on our own terms. And so by, fi- by fast-tracking financial security, that will enable you to then uh, maximize the other things, um, to maximize your time, as well as to ignite all those things that provide meaning. Mm -hmm. And the surest way to that optimization is by accelerating financial security. And I would say in terms of financial security, the danger that many people have is there's too much focus on the income side of financial security and too little focus on the cost side. And actually, true financial security involves addressing both sides of that equation. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, like I said, I can't thank you enough. And um, I really appreciate your time. I hope you'll consider coming back on the show and revisit some of these topics and maybe even go deeper on a couple of, a couple of things. But um, I really appreciate this. I would love to, Jack. Um, you know, I'm in the middle of a 10:31 now, so I am uh, I'm taking advantage of what is um, a very heated market situation in California, mm-hmm. uh, and so uh, next week I will be selling one of my properties in California and exchanging that for three properties in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And so I'm basically, uh, I'm basically securing some capital gains in California. Um, and so I am literally involved in multiple transactions at the moment, sure. all on a virtual and long distance basis. Um, and it's fun. It's fascinating. Um, but I'd be more than happy to come back and just, I, and update you on how all this has gone. Yeah, uh, once I've accomplished this 1031 uh, and rebalanced my portfolio, certainly between these two target geographies between mm-hmm. Ken- Kentucky and California. Yeah. No, and I would like to love to talk a little bit about, you know, investing in California versus Kentucky. I mean, that, that has to be night and day, uh, <laughs> to say the yeah. least, right? Um so, no, I really appreciate it, and, and I know it's really early there for you. You're just kind of starting your day, and I'm kind of closing out my day. I appreciate you being so accommodating and, and uh, being on the show. Uh, this has been absolutely great, and um, I, I appreciate you giving, giving that your time and that investment to, to me and the audience. So, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Um, I've really enjoyed this conversation. And I truly hope that uh, some of these concepts have help you and your listeners enrich your lives. Well, thank you again, Todd. 
Todd Miller, look for him on LinkedIn and uh, enrich101.com and uh, check out his new book and I'll make sure all of those links and sh- are in the show notes. So uh, thank you again, Todd. It was great. Okay. Thank you, Jack. This has been the REI Mastermind Network. You can already tell that we've made some changes and a few more are on the way. If you are interested in what we have planned, head over to patreon.com slash REI Mastermind and support the show today. Financial contributions are always appreciated along with a like, share, and review. It really helps us grow and reach more people with this valuable information. See you next time and tell a friend.